HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome, everyone. Buenos dias uh, to another episode of Cooking in Mexico from A to Z. I'm your host, Aaron Sanchez, alongside my beautiful mother. Sarela Martinez. Outstanding. And then, you know, I didn't, I didn't think we could find an, a, a bigger chingona than my mom, but I just think we found one, okay? And this lovely lady is Bricia. Bricia Lopez. We know each other for a long time. She, Mexican-American restaurateur and author. She's born in Mitla. Oaxaca, which is a beautiful place. She's the co-owner of Quelaguetza, one of the ones, one of the best Oaxacan restaurants in LA, and I think in the country. Started by her father uh, in 1994, it's just been recognized as an absolute staple uh, in LA, but also for bringing forward the flavors of Oaxaca. And and we are very blessed to have Bricia with us today. And the focus of um, of our conversation is going to be about Oaxacan ingredients. Um, I've spent a lot of time there. Obviously, my mom, uh, her second cookbook is all dedicated to um, to the food and life of Oaxaca. And then, Bricia, you have just taken it to the next level. So we're very interested to hear about your current projects, what you've been doing, how you're promoting uh, Oaxacan food and culture. So welcome, everyone, with uh, Bricia Lopez. Well, thanks I'm so much for having me. You. Oh, thrilled to meet you, mm-hmm. Sarela. I've heard so wonderful things about you. You've, I mean, you've really raised beautiful children. And, you know, you are really put Oaxaca on the forefront be, even before before my dad came into this country. I mean, you had your cookbook. And um, I love the passion and love that you and your family have for, for a little state. So thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Well, thank, I've been living in Bricia world now for a week or 10 days ever since oh. I've known that you were going to join Well, us. it's a good world to be in, I'll tell you that, lady. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have been studying all your accomplishments, all your projects. We want to talk about it. I am blown away by your book. Oh, First thank of all, you. The, quali- the quality of paper that you used. You must thank have paid for you. it yourself because it is beautiful. It really is different from other books because you have a lot of the step-by-step procedures, yeah. which is wonderful. And nobody's really focused on home cooking with that name, even though most of us did home cooking, but mm-hmm. we didn't list it like that. So I'm so excited to have you here. 
Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. You know, Aron and I have the same publishing, I think, Abrams, who is who was yeah. the one that published mm-hmm. uh, our book. So, um, yeah, I'm just very happy that they were really, you know, really open to my ideas and just really brought my vision to life. And I'm so happy you like it. You know, it makes me work so hard on it. Um, and just to see it in so many people's homes, it just like, it like just lifts my heart up with joy. That's it. What else are you working on right now besides that, if it wasn't enough? What am I working on? I'm working on raising two children right now. I'm, I'm working on trying to make life work in the middle of chaos. Um, I'm trying to run a couple of businesses from home with um, an almost six-year-old and a seven-month-old. Um, and I am just trying to focus on just growing our brand here um, in Los Angeles. I am right now, I'm not really getting myself into any new uh, projects. I just really want to like hone into what I have and grow what I have. You know, we have an online store. If anyone can actually, let me plug in our online store really quick, uh, store.ilovemole.com. And that is where you can get all of our food products. We have our mole jars. We have chiles. I know it's really difficult sometimes for people to get a hold of, you know, things like avocado leaves and chile pasilla mije. So we sell those in our store. Um, and then we have our michelada mix. I know I don't love himself a good michelada morning breakfast. So uh, we have the best mix um, in I would like there to stay in the country and you can order that online as well. I love micheladas.com. So just really focusing on our food products and, you know, getting these ingredients to people and, uh, and just taking care of my, of my peeps in my restaurant, you know, um, thankfully we're open for outdoor well, dining I again. I understand that it's sort of a cultural center for Oaxacans in LA and that people join there. Do you celebrate any of the Oaxacan traditions? Like, you know, like El Pedimento. Yes, year, all year long. You know, it's it's so beautiful. You know, we are going to, we are going on our 27th year of Galaguetza being open. My dad opened it in 1994, um, so 95. So we're going on our 27th year this summer. I graduated high school in 94, okay, what do you say? Just to show you how old. Oh, so Come did on. my husband. My husband graduated high school oh. in 94, too. Okay, anyway, go ahead. I graduated elementary in 95, so I tell him, he's like, all right. <laughs> well, I graduated okay. from high school in 1966. <laughs> from the same school that my mom graduated. It's just all about how you identify us. I identify as a 25-year-old, so there you go. Me too. Uh-huh. And my dad and my mom always really put our traditions the forefront of the restaurant. So, you know, this is 26 years ago, 27 years ago, the restaurant always put an altar, an altar de muertos, or, you know, we celebrate the Galaguetza. My dad put together a huge Galaguetza celebration where for like... 10,000 people showed up. Another year, 20,000 people showed up. So he was the president of the Oaxacan Federation when he lived in Los Angeles. You know, I remember at some point people would call the restaurant and would ask me like, hey, do you know where I can get a copy of my birth certificate? I'm from Oaxaca. And I was like, I I don't know, man, this is a restaurant. But um, (laughs) it it really, but we really had the answers and we had great relationships with, um, you know, with, with, with the consulate, with the government, and just, it just became like a cultural hub. Obviously it has evolved, you know, now, you know, my, my parents now live in Oaxaca, they're retired. Uh, I run the business with my siblings, with my sister, with my brother. And, you know, we just have a lot of fun together, the three of us. And it's just really, 
<laughs> oh, we love each other. We're like best friends. Yeah. I mean, when we were kids, like there was a lot of beatdowns, like actual physical fights, but uh-huh. um, a lot of hair pulling, a lot of biting, uh-huh. a lot of kicking and screaming. Um, but no, 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 not anymore. We're grown. We're grown. You, we want to focus a lot on the market and on, oh, your, yeah. on, your, and on your mail order thing because this program is about ingredients. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do you have your mole made in Oaxaca? course there's no other yeah. place you know i feel like it should be a generation of origin i always um i love looking at you just italian food and their history and how they were able to really you know really transcend that like sort of italia and italy branding onto their food in in this country um and you look at summers on a tom- tomatoes or tomatoes whatever you want to call them and people just go crazy over them like oh the best tomatoes and the best olive oil and the best this is like right and i think I, I just really lean on that. And, and I always tell people, well, if you're going to have mole, make sure it's from Oaxaca. If you're going to have chiles, make sure it's from Oaxaca. So, it you know, if you're going to have, if you're going to, um, you know, make tortillas from masarina, which is super easy to make. I always tell people making tortillas out of masarina, it's way easier than making pancakes in the morning. Like it's flour, water, done. Like cook it, roll it out or press it on tortilla press. You have yourself a fresh tortillas. Um, Are you using some of the native corn? Yes. So we um, partner with a great company and uh, we bring uh, Oaxacan heirloom corn. Um, we use it at the restaurant as well. I mean, we've been doing our own tortillas and, you know, our own masa since day one. So we've really honed down on the process. Um, and our mole or mole paste, it's not, re- it's, it's like a base. We don't really sell the mole already made. It's like a little paste. All you have to do is just add chicken broth, tomato sauce, you know, a little bit of brown sugar, salt, and then your mole is done. But kind of... Kind of the way you would find it in the Mercado Central de Abastos in the city of Oaxaca. You would find all the pace. And so people at home, when they travel to Oaxaca and understand the beauty of the Mercados, you will see that. So you're bringing that to market, correct? Yes, yes. So if you look at our online store, we have, and our chiles, I think Oaxaca has just like an immense amount of diversity when it comes to chiles and spices and herbs. And I think that's really what makes our cooking so special. Things like avocado leaves that people just, is this flavor that, you know, if you're from Oaxaca or you've visited Oaxaca, you know, you're you're going to any place and you have, you know, frijoles and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, what is this flavor that's so different? Like, I've never tasted this before. And I always tell people that's usually two things. Either it's hierba santa or it's avocado leaf. Like, those are the two herbs that are, or poleo is the third one that people from Oaxaca just really, 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 like, we overuse it, but we just love it. And and yerba de conejo is like another one. It's kind of like a, a wild time. Do you do you use, do you sell pipicha? What's that? Pipicha, which is like a really like a kind of really grassy, wonderful. Yeah, pipicha. Oh pipicha! Oh yes, 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 yeah, yes, 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 yes. We do. Yeah, we have those too. Especially you have those with like carne asada. So good. Chip, we call it oh, chipichens yeah. in Oaxaca. We call it chipiche. Yeah. And the great, the great sopa, the chipil, right, mom? Chipil, which is yeah, it's, it's the same, the same, yeah, oh, the same, yeah, classic. Chipil, chepiche, sopa de guías con exactly. chepiche, and I think it's like here's the wonderful thing. Also, people from Oaxaca, people always say they always joke like people from Oaxaca are so complicated that they even wrap their cheese around in a ball. Because we, <laughs> we change everything. Everything's every, all the names are all changed. Like we don't call the tortillas tortillas. We call them clayudas. And all mm-hmm. of Mexico, cecina is beef. In Oaxaca, is is pork. 
Like, or Cecina in Oaxaca hasta Sajo. Like, we change everything. Yeah. Like, we're not, it's like you enter into a whole other world of cooking. Yeah, especially, you know, because over here in the United States, it's very hard to make the traditional bread, the traditional, you know, tlayudas, because nothing tastes the same as it does no. in Oaxaca. So how do you handle that in your store? Well, at Galagatza, at our restaurant, we import a lot of ingredients. So, like I said, like our chiles, we make sure we always cook with chile pasilla mije. Like there's no denying. Our chile rellenos are made with chiles de agua, and we import those from Oaxaca as well. And chiles de agua are just really, you know, they're they're from Oaxaca. You can't find them anywhere else in Mexico, in the country. Um, and the other one is a chihuacle negro which is hard to find as well to make the mole negro. We have that on our we store try to well. make it, We try to make it at my restaurant, but we can barely get the chile. And it's expensive. No. It's better to import the mole already made. <laughs> that's it's, you know what? That's that's what, you know, and, it, and, no, it, really, and it's, it's, it's consuming. It's time. And, you know, it's a lot of chiles, a lot of ingredients to source and find. Um, but this, which is why it's like, if you don't want to spend, you know, a I'm couple perfect. hours in the in the kitchen, just 10 minutes and you're done with the... But it's, it's part of also teaching, you know, the cooks and the chefs for, for me, I mean, personally. But I think as we're talking about mercados and markets, I think let's talk a little bit, ladies, about the idea of how they have rotating markets in different towns and pueblos in Oaxaca and how interesting that yeah, the is. Sunday is always La Colula um, uh, on, on Monday. Oh, my God, I have them all in my I have them like on a little on a little cheat sheet. I don't have my cheat sheet with me, but you have like the Sachila market, like the um, the one in your hometown. Mitla, 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 Sandia, Mitla, of course, um, there's uh, and Sachila has that wood market. Yeah. Well, you know, also. Um, Teotitlan del Valle. Teotitlan's mercado actually it's like on a daily in the morning. Yeah. And it's one of the cleanest, most beautiful, put together, organized, like so like I love going to Teotitlan's market. Like it's so absolutely beautiful. Ocotlan, Ocotlan's market has like this uh, where you go to the livestock market and you can actually like you can see people buying livestock and then you on the side like you know they they it's like a open air like you ha you get your carne asada or Kotlan has a beautiful market too like, I think that's like on a Friday or on a Thursday Etla Etla's market also beautiful yeah I like the Etla one do you know that Sachila has a wood market Sachila oh. I think it's like when you were in Oaxaca like. When you're out of Oaxaca and you find yourself someone from Oaxaca, you're like, oh, paisano. But when you're in Oaxaca, if you're from Sachila, you're from Sachila. Like you're you're not you're not Oaxacan. You're like yeah. Sachileno, or you're from Mitla. You're like Mitleño. So it's like everyone has their own little like very. We're very proud people of like sort of like our origins and where our people come from. And Sachila is one of those like towns that I absolutely love and adore. Well, tell us about your mezcal. You, so you come from a, a long line of mezcaleros. Is that the case? Or somebody in your family makes it. Just like Aaron Sanchez, I have mezcal running through my veins 24-7. So <laughs> funny that you mentioned that. What is the toast? It's called Chichi Biguayo. What's it called? What is the the My my whole family, like my grandparents, my great-grandparents, my my dad, my uncles, my cousins, we've been like we're a mezcal family. Um, and that's in part because my family's from Matatlan, which is I think if 
any if you know anyone from Atatlan, I'm sure it's the same thing. I'm not like, you know, one of a kind. It's all of us have families of of mezcal makers, you know, in our in our family. If you're from that town or in different, you know, parts of Oaxaca. Um, and my dad actually was a mezcal maker and had a mezcal store. And when we lived in Oaxaca and he let that go when we moved here, he just, you know, he just gave it up. And, you know, we never really took that back. I We don't have a mezcal brand. I consulted in a wonderful bar in Vegas called Mama Rabbit uh, a couple years ago, which was so much fun to do. And like open a bar in Vegas was like a whole other experience of its own. And that was some fun times, man. Um, but um, no, we, we don't have a, a, a mezcal brand, but I think I, I'm a champion of mezcal like in general. Like I think... I think I'm, I'm a champion of, of the category, not a specific brand. I think, you know, there's so much there's so much to be said still about 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 mezcal. And I know there's so much. I mean, that we can have an entire episode just talking about the dichotomies of what that's like right now. But I think, you know, the and idea that people like in my dream, like what I love <laughs> to hear again, I'm, I go back to like Italy and in Europe, the way that they got to. People don't take wine trips and make it like, and just tell people the story of like, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, Champagne and like fall in love in France. Like I want people to be like, I'm going to go to Oaxaca and fall in love in Oaxaca and like drink mezcal and like learn the way it's made. Because I think that like when people start doing that, that's really when someone's culture really evolves and people are able to put the value it really deserves right and and i think that you know i think for yeah. me more than anything it's just really give bringing value to our people bringing value to a culture and not cheapening it you know and not making not people think like oh well i'm just gonna go to walk and like get a deal like no this is this is work from people it's and i think our audience needs to understand that you know mezcal is a predecessor to tequila you know i mean indigenous people have been making mezcal for millennia and all all tequilas mezcal, but not all tequilas mezcal. Or did I say the same thing? I said all all tequilas mezcal, but not all tequilas mezcal. You know what I mean? All tequila, yeah. all tequilas mezcal, but not all mezcal is tequila. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and it's just it's wonderful in the, in the way that it's made, the artisanal way of fire roasting the piñas. It really, I think, it, apart from mole, I think. The, defines Oaxaca in such a strong way. Can you, ladies, would you argue as far as contributions culturally? I mean, I mean, we have Monto Alban, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you know, they filmed, they filmed, uh, what was the movie? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, the Yes, I, I'm blanking out right now, but it's like... The Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre, yes, they did film it in Oaxaca. <laughs> so anyway... No, but there's, you know, what makes Oaxaca so beautiful are all the traditions. You know, when you were talking about people taking trips to Oaxaca, I, th- I was going to ask you, are you planning on doing that or starting a business of taking people to Oaxaca? <laughs> I... Like, I love taking people to Oaxaca. Before, you know, 2020, it was, I used to go to Oaxaca maybe like four or five times a year. And I would always take a friend. My last trip to Oaxaca was actually with John and Vinny and my friend Ellen. And we had like, um, they're two chefs and we had like the best time. And that was back in October. And um, we actually started, um, we have a little home. We have two little homes in Oaxaca that we wanted to open up to friends. And, you know, we had this whole plan that was put on hold. Um, but yeah, I think in the future I would love to. I mean, I love hosting people. Like I, lo- I mean, I think, I think, I think it's not even a Oaxaca thing. It's more like a Latino thing, right? It's like 
you love hosting people. You like people having come over and like drinking and eating and singing and dancing and having fun and sharing, you know, a little bit about who you are. Like, I just love, love, absolutely love doing that. And I, I would love to take that on to Oaxaca sometime and you too, Sarela, just hang out. And I don't know, I don't think I can hang with it on actually. Maybe you and Sarela, if you and I can go. Man, I don't know where this bad reputation came from, but look, here's the deal. I'm a man that enjoys life. And sometimes I'm overserved, okay? And and that's that's basically the heart of it. But you know, we have a lot of friends in Oaxaca. Obviously, Alejandro Ruiz from Casa Oaxaca, and then um, and Rodolfo Castellanos. Oh yeah, yeah. And then our good friend, uh, you know, our good buddy from Houston, who has a beautiful place. I don't know if it's still open. It's called Origens. Rodolfo. Yeah. Rodolfo Castellanos. I know, but he he's also partners with my compa. What's his and his name is yeah, Houston. Um Hugo from Hugo Ortega. Mm-hmm. And Hugo Ortega from Houston uh, are, is has something to do with that. So Hugo, great Mexican ambassador from Houston. Yep. Yeah, I met Hugo when we were in Oaxaca together in October, actually, I think. He was there and I met him. What a wonderful man. Just so smart and so just I always look up to people who have like multiple restaurants because I mean I only have one. Um and just when I when I when I meet people who have like, you know, several at the same time in different, you know, in so many of our preparations, like I'm just in awe of I was trying to learn as much as I can from them. Well, let me tell you, honey, I've had multiple restaurants. It ain't that fun, okay? So just be happy with it, okay? It's it's <laughs> I'm more good. of a pain I'm in the good. Ass I'm good, I'm good, I I'm good. You know, I'm good. Totally. I actually rented a house two years ago and invent, invited my friends to come for a week. Because, you know, when you see your friends here in New York or whatever, you see them for a dinner or a party, and then you don't see them again. So you don't really get to be with them. So in Oaxaca, since it's hard for me to walk now and stuff, I they, they would go sightseeing all day, and I would cook for them all oh, day long. And then they would wonderful. come. Wonderful. You can cook for me any day. I would love to have. I would. I would love to be in the. I would love to be in the kitchen with you one day and just maybe make mole or just make some carne asada, some salsa, some like. No, no. I love the food of the Isthmus. Let's talk a little bit about that because Bericia is a force of nature. You can't. This woman will tell you what time it is. So that's why, as a Mexican man, I'm so happy to be sitting back here and just watching you guys rock and roll. But. What is it about, especially the Isthmus, where the Zapotec culture is matriarchal? Women run the mercados in that particular part of Oaxaca. Let's talk a little bit about that. I think it's interesting for, for, because, you know, Mexican culture is so considered very machismo, but it's really not the case. Well, it's the first place it's not a true matriarchy because they cannot inherit property. So it's just a, 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 a matriarchy of convenience. The men go out to the fields at four o'clock in the morning and the women go to the markets and they're very you know they're very careful about the money and they're they're very careful about the traditions and you know they can be very rude some of those women and one of them said to the other one Cállate. ¿Que no sabes que el turista es el amigo del pueblo? shut up don't talk to her like that don't you know that the tourist is a friend of the of the of the people so anyway so they're very very, very assertive. Yeah. And I love and they, it. And the, and, the, and the women like to drink mezcal and they're very boisterous and kind of big ladies and you can't tell them what to do. And it's pretty neat. 
And they I inhabit a chair. I love going to an isthmus party because all the women are dancing with each yeah. other, drinking beer. And by the way, in the isthmus, you drink beer like water. Like I don't even understand like the the like even the logical because it's so it's so hot and so humid. And I it's the hottest, most humid place in Oaxaca. Um, but when you go, when you go to someone's home or you go to a party, you actually bring like a carton of beer with you. That's like the the thing to do when you go to these like parties in the isthmus, a comparsa it's called. Like you see these women in these wonderful, just beautiful, elegant outfits, um, black with the colored embroidered flowers, and they're all dancing with each other, having fun. And then the dudes are just like on the side, sitting like on the sideline. Um, and it is yeah. a very, and it's true. So I, I mean, it's like a, I, I, I think it's a matriarchal society. I think that really women are the champions of Oaxaca. I think even in the past 10 years, there's been so much focus on just the, just the, of honoring them and honoring their, just their, their contribution to our culture. I mean, these are women who hold an entire, an entire culture just on two hands, you know, that by cooking and by keeping these traditions alive, they're keeping an entire culture alive and it's really up to them. And they're the, really the ones who run everything, who run the culture um, and who run Oaxaca in general. I mean, it is why people go want to visit. It's because of, the tradition these women have been able to keep alive. And I just, when you sit down with just like these matriarchas, these beautiful, just boisterous women who just are not there. And I don't say like they're loud. They're just, they're just so full of life. Assertive. Yeah. And and they don't care. Like, they're in the, the markets. They're yeah. selling uh-huh. like, like they'll be selling chiles, yeah. they'll have their boob out, feeding their children, like they'll take your money, they'll give you change. Yeah. Like they're just <laughs> doing life unapologetically. And I just like love that, you know? And Yeah. And I think the next c- cover of your book should be Taking Care of Culture with Two <laughs> Hands. I think that's a beautiful title, by the way. Aww. Keeping Culture with Two Hands. I think it's beautiful. Oh, so, thanks, Aaron. Just for you, you know, to think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, the teacher out. Yes, yes. With the chichi out. All right, so <laughs> yeah, with the chichi out. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. 
the spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. So anyway, do you know the other meaning of the name Gelaguetza or the original name, the original meaning? Yeah, so I mean, there's so many different meanings of Galagetza. Um, for for us, I mean, Galagetza is obviously a tradition, right? It's like, um, it was sort of like it's almost like a bartering system in a way. Like, you give and you oh, receive, and one cannot live without the other. Um, my mom actually has her Galagetza book, and you can see a picture of it in her, in her cookbook. Um, and my she has a picture of my grandma's Galagetza book, um, where. It would say like so-and-so came, like so-and-so got married and we owe him, you know, or Galagetza was two sacks of beans and, and it has like a little thing that says pagado on it, which means that, you know, the other person, you know, came and gave it back. So it's really about just like living in community, this idea of living in community with one another. And I think that's just absolutely beautiful. And I think like really is the essence of, of Galagetza, like the the this it's more like a spirit it's it's hard to 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 define it as a word in a dictionary i think it's just the spirit of living in community yeah well it's a, the well the meaning i learned is that favors are owed let's say somebody helps with a funeral and their son wants to build a house so you go pay it that way and these favors are inherited so if somebody dies and they owe, they own the galaguetza, they still have to yeah, pay. Yeah, my mom, my mom gets people getting tell me like, oh, es que su 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 galaguetza de de de, de su mamá. My my grandma's been, you know, she's passed away for for over twenty years now, and people still come and say that. But I think it's just about more. It's not about like I think it's less about favors being owed more than people living in community. You know, more about people yeah. kind of like being That's there for one, like being there for one another. Uh, when you so when who you are need you more like? Huh? Who are you more like, your grandmother or your mother or your father? Who? Oh my gosh, that is a deep question. Who am I more like? Um, I mean, I think that if you ask anyone, they would just say like, oh, you're just like your dad. Um, just because my dad's entrepreneurial spirit and, you know, just because of who he is as a person. But I want to say there's a lot of my mom and me, especially in the creative side. My mom is so creative and you know, she's totally that mom that, you know, like sews and draws and, you know, cleans and or she loves to clean. She loves to organize. And like, I love to clean and organize. My dad doesn't. So I think I have so much of that. And for my grandma, I think I have like her, 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 her like angry look. I feel like all Oaxaqueñas have this like, I call it, I, I mean, this is going to sound a horrible name, but I call it like my resting bitch face. Like sometimes like uh-huh. I just... <laughs> sit there and I'm like why do I look mad I'm not mad um and I think I think I got that from my grandma <laughs> well but you, you would seem to have gotten a really good combination of qualities how about your daughter she's very little does she look like you ah oh, she's so small I mean she's seven months old um I think she looks so much like her dad my my daughter's her name is Agustina and I actually named her after my mom's grandma um who taught my mom how to cook um, I always like just I the other um, when I was pregnant, my 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 um, my my husband was talking to me about that and, and asked me and, and 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 said, wow, like who taught your mom how to cook? And my mom said, you know, my grandma and then my my um, my mom's grandma. So my great grandma um, and my husband brought up something so profound to me. He said, you know, it's so crazy how this one woman who you never met 
never, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, she obviously knew that, you know, her grandchildren were going to have children, but how much impact this woman had in your life. Are you covering that in your podcast on parenting? Yeah, yeah. Just like how much impact this woman, like three generations back, had in my life today. You know, like this woman who took the time to teach my mom how to cook and therefore like now I get to have this wonderful life um, all around food. So it was really like an homage to her. Um, That's why I named my daughter Agustina. So you must be very proud of of what you've accomplished. I mean, we're certainly proud of you as a Mexican woman, and I admire you greatly for everything you do. And, and you know, it's, it's wonderful that you're expanding all, all your talents and, and doing this wonderful service to Mexico and Oaxaca. Aw, thank you, Sarela. I really appreciate you saying. It means so much coming from you, matriarch yourself, and all that you've accomplished, and, you know, paving the way for so many women behind you. And, you know, there's no, there's no Brisias and no other without Sarelas out there. So thank you for, you know, for, for being, you know, a lot, you know, a first in many, in many instances. Yeah, well, we're going to be wrapping up soon, but I want to make sure that we plug all your, your projects. I love the way you have that in there. You follow me on Instagram here. You know, <laughs> listen to my podcast there. You're a master at, at merchandising yourself. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. And again, I just do it because I just want people to really value themselves as people. I think a lot of women who look like us, a lot of little girls, um, I want them to grow up really knowing their value, their worth, knowing that their culture is worth so much more than 99 cents taco, that they are, you know, they're, they're, they're worth a million dollars. Like there's actually their, the art culture is priceless. So for them to just really value who they are, I think in terms can really change an entire generation of women for them. Cause that, that translates into really valuing yourself in, in, in all aspects of life. I know I, I had the same kind of mother. Amarrate un huevo, mijita. Make some balls. Don't tell me you can't do it. You know, just do it. And that's the way I brought my boys up too. They're not women, but they're, they were taught by a woman. But anyway, so we're, we're going to talk about your mail order service, your micheladas, and your podcast. What is the name of the podcast? The po- my podcast is called Super Mamas. Um, you can, you know, download it everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, wherever, wherever, you know, you can, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, and I and I host that with my sister. And we talk all things about motherhood and, you know, running a business. And we have incredible women that we interview on a weekly basis who are doing, you know, wonderful things and incredible things in life. Um, and yeah, it's, it's so, it's, it's, it's so fun to be able to do that with my sister. Well, that's great. Well, anyway, you're someone to admire, and it's wonderful to, to have you here and meet you and, and be able to talk about all your accomplishments. And I look forward to meeting you in person next time I'm in L.A. Same. I'm sure very soon. Take care. Thank you, Sonny. Bye-bye, darling. Cooking in Mexican from A to Z is powered by Simple Cast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. 
You can also find us at facebook.com slash Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without your support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Entrar